0: Greetings and welcome to the Mount Rushmore podcast. My name is Jeff and I'm joined as always by my good friends, Richard. Hello. And Michael. Howdy. (laughs) Richard and Michael for 249 episodes have been debating the Mount Rushmore of a variety of topics and they usually debate the most ubiquitous aspects and which one or ones belong on the Mount Rushmore and... For our 250th episode, we're not doing a bottle episode. We're not gonna do the Mount Rushmore of Mount Rushmore's of Mount Rushmore's. We're going to honor the word 250 in maybe a very esoteric way. Um, A simple Google search revealed to us that uh, the SMTP server response 250 simply means that everything went well and your message, as in an email message, was delivered to the recipient server. So we're going to talk about the Mount Rushmore of email. Oh, my God. Are you guys ready for this?
1: Yeah, I, I emailed you my list earlier. Oh,
0: snap. I, I, didn't, <laughs> I didn't. get. It. Let me ask you guys. Have you always had email your whole life? I mean, I know email has been around our whole lives, but was it available
1: to you your whole lives?
2: No, I didn't have
1: it until college.
2: Same here. I can still remember my first like email address was my college m-w-i-n-f-i like my ucsb email address was my you know right? now it's long lost to history but that was like what 1996 so yeah mm-hmm. i didn't really have like a computer before then and i really didn't even have a computer in college it was just like i went to the down to the computer lab or Uh went to like the little free kiosks or whatever that they had at the UCEN and beep, bop, boop, wrote out emails (laughs) to one Uh, person.
0: (laughs) I I had it. You know, I don't think I even had a typewriter through college. I think the last, my last year I typed a paper, like my final paper that I had to turn in. Uh, And I certainly didn't have a computer and I don't think I got email until I was oh man, I was maybe 30 years old or something like that. And I remember after sending an email to a friend, I called him to ask, hey, did you get my email? <laughs> Cause it was so novel. I wanted to talk to him about the email. <laughs> uh, but you know, I think um, considering how electronic media has been um, uh, evolved throughout the years and the idea of sending a message is uh, electronically is no longer uh, restrained to just an email. And considering how individuals have grown their presence uh, in the world through electronic um, uh, broadcasting, email suddenly also seems so novel and so quaint. It almost feels like that little chalkboard that uh, Laura Ingalls Wilder (laughs) wrote on. (laughs) I'd be interested in hearing uh, your perspectives as we go through the Mount Rushmore of email. Uh, Why don't we start with
1: Richard? All right, my first choice is one that I think is a pretty ubiquitous one. Uh, It is the reply all hell. Mm. Oh, wow, okay. So this is what happens when a mass email is sent out and then someone decides to reply to that and hits reply all instead of just reply. Mm -hmm. And then it becomes just this flurry of emails. You get the people emailing back, uh, saying, hey, why am I still on this chain? Yeah. But they hit Reply All, so they're just making it worse. Yeah, It's just so many different parameters where the whole thing can just get sucked into just shittiness.
0: Do you feel like there is the opposite of the paranoia of the CYA? <laughs> like, I, I gotta cover my ass, and everybody was on this original thing? Because that, that's the way my d- group is at... at at disney is you do not you do not take somebody off that thing because they're just going to come back and chew you in the ass
1: <laughs> well the it's it's one thing if it's that it's another thing if you, you're just replying to that one person with something that's only relevant to the person who originally sent the email message yeah. there's there's no need to reply and yeah. this is especially true when it's an email that's going out to like all employees in the company yeah which of it, course you- is which, of course, opens up the whole can of worms of why are you emailing it in a way so that somebody could then reply all to everybody. Mm-hmm. The whole thing's kind of a mess. But yeah, it's I've been caught in it a couple of times. I know other, I'm sure our listeners have as well. And it's just a very uncomfortable and awkward situation.
0: Yeah, email has that and- thing that text doesn't, and that's the CC line too. So those people... At least those people should be gone off that that uh, next round of replies because the they were just carboned on there. What were you gonna say, Michael?
2: Um, I do appreciate the person that tries to like um uh retrieve the email back, tries to claw it back from being sent out. It's, yeah. You know, now they have like that technology which is just like, oh, this person wants to um unsend this thing that he sent out to, to everyone or unsend this thing and I keep thinking like, man, the genie's out of the bottle. What are yeah. you trying? <laughs> yeah. What are you trying to what are you trying to yeah. recover? You, it's no way. And I yeah, keep the, thinking like I'm I'm holding on to this, I, even though I, I might not have the ability to. Yeah, the recall feature. Recall, thank the, you. I couldn't think of the, the name of it.
1: Is the dumbest feature in all of email. Because <laughs> it's just half the people have already read the email by the time you're doing it. Another twenty five percent have some weird, you know. Off brand version of Outlook so that the recall feature doesn't actually work. Yeah. Or they're like in Hotmail or God knows what. And then it's just, it just, sometimes you just got to give up the ghost, man. You just got to, <laughs> it's basically recall feature is, is you admitting, hey guys, I fucked up and let's pretend this never happened.
0: It seems like the version, the electronic version of unnecessary censorship because it just makes the bleep. Uh, makes the word that was bleeped sound like it was even more inflammatory. <laughs> he was right like whatever. nobody would have paid attention unless you recalled it in the in the dark, dark shadows of the server. Um, the reply all, I think, is interesting too, because uh, uh, it does seem like the first trumpet, the first big old blast. like uh, there was a I just heard an interview with Todd Rundgren on the Left Sets podcast, and there's a guy. Who has been involved in music for a long time? But been involved in technology as nearly his entire life, and he talks to, he talks about spending most of his time in computing in the point-to-point communication world, where it, you were just one node connecting to another node in, out there on the pre-internet or pre-web internet, um, and now everything's just on a blast. Now, now the the person-to-person, the one-to-one ness of it is just entirely gone because everything is just uh, a blast now. It seems like most platforms are about communicating to as many people as possible, replying all <laughs> to the world.
2: <laughs> yeah. Uh,
0: okay. Winfield, what do you got?
2: Um, my first choice is when Ethan Hunt in the 1996 movie, Mission Impossible sent out emails to Job that or, or email, emails as Job to max at Job 3 colon 1 4 and how quaint it was that that is just what they thought um, email yeah. was how email addresses looked like uh, <laughs> and how like <laughs> this little email like he presses the button writes the message and it just kind of folds itself up into a nice envelope and animates its way like down the rabbit hole or wherever it goes into like the internet and everyone in 1996 was like, that is what email looks like. And that <laughs> is what it is. Yeah. And I love how precious it is for a movie that's about like high tech, uh, spying and, you know, like fake faces and these yeah. kind of jury rigs and, you know, spider uh, wires that you're swinging on gracefully. And just, there's a part where he just e- email in movies, you know, prior probably to, Uh, maybe the matrix or maybe even you've got mail was probably the most you've got mail is probably the most accurate depiction of emails i Uh i don't know because i've never seen it but i'm just guessing but like there was a time when just like email was the most novel thing if everyone just kind of started doing it right around the same time you know it was used by businesses and kind of maybe universities and then suddenly everybody was sending an email and the idea that they had to try to make it look like writing a real letter or mm-hmm. that thing like it's, it's very strange to watch that very specific scene in a movie that is all about like these high tech spies and uses like Usenet to look up a Bible verse. And it's just like, really, this is, this is what we got. <laughs> and of course this is me. Like you brought up at the beginning of the show. Um, I didn't have an email address then I was in high school. This was actually the one time that I ditched high school was to go see this movie with um, with a friend. And it was like, okay. I didn't realize, you know, till four months later, six months later in, in college, it was like, oh yeah, email's nothing like this.
0: Yeah. Did you think, oh, do I also get a gun too? <laughs> because it's predicting so many things. That uh, I, yeah, I, I think there's, I would geek out over a whole episode of of uh, um user interfaces in movies and <laughs> how <laughs> oh, yeah. yes they are and how fake they are and it's funny because like you know there's so many fake things that you're seeing you just don't happen to, to to load a a certain cartridge into a certain gun and not know that those are fake too you know or uh, <laughs> that that's not what the the checkpoint looks like in West Berlin you know there's all this other fake shit <laughs> happening but um, there was a meme going around with the, this is not email, but like, uh, uh, remember when Kelly Rowland texted her man via Microsoft Excel and was fuming, he didn't text her back. The, the music video directors show a close up of a, of a screen on her Nokia cell phone, which shows micro, you know, a, obviously a spreadsheet and she's <laughs> the art directors typed in, where are you at? Ho- holla when you get this. So, how novel, um. Yeah, so so that's that's a pretty fun. Um, that was the first
1: for Michael. We've heard the first for Richard. What's your second, question? All right, so my second one is when someone sends you an email and then calls you within five to 10 minutes to ask yeah. you, did you get this email? Yeah. And it's yeah. just like, I'm sorry that I didn't drop everything that I had to do so I could reply to your email within the time frame that works for you yeah and i am somebody who i because i will naturally forget to respond to emails i have to fight that by basically trying to drop everything that i do and i try to respond to an email pretty much as soon as i receive Mm -hmm. it Mm -hmm. just to get it off of my list of things to do And that i like i said so I don't forget about sending a reply and then it's two hours later and a person is justified in it. But you know what? How how many times does an email actually fail to get to somebody? Basically never. Yeah, It's it's not like this is some insanely risky strategy to send an email and you're just hoping that somehow it makes it through Mm -hmm. all of the digital hoops that it needs to get to somebody. If you hit send, they're going to get it. And you can be pretty confident that they're going to see it, so you don't need to then call them five minutes later and just confirm, unless you're Jeff Hopkins 25 years ago and you just wanted to see <laughs> if your friend actually got did it. The, in which case, I understand. But did Balthazar, my carrier pigeon, make it to your encampment, sir? Yes, <laughs> I I was on my megaphone trying to shout to you. Well, do you think there's
0: real world for me? I totally understand what you're saying. Uh, for me, the real world. Um, the things in the real world that bump up against that are that people now have text message expectations for all of electronic communication. Like, didn't this thing just pop up in your pocket and make a bleep bloop noise and you know go up right in front of your heads up display that you have on your, your Google Glass? <laughs> you know? Right. Uh, no, it's an email. It it's with a thousand emails. And that's that's another thing. It's like the spam filter, the thou that it's just buried now in it's like one leaf at the bottom of a of a lawn filled after after fall has hit. So, that I think that's why people follow up like that. But yeah, I, come on, yes. we, we know we know that it's there. It went into the barrel. We right. know that it's there. It did not get there.
1: This is an unrelated, somewhat related one. Um, I think it's it's both in the in the world of phone calls and emails. I also appreciate when I get an email or a text from somebody asking if they can call me. (laughs) It's like, if you could, if, if I have the time to respond to your email, I have the time to talk to you. And if I don't have the time, guess what? I'm not going to pick up the phone and you can just leave a (laughs) message and I will get back to you. You don't need to, we don't need to, we don't need to complicate the situation guys. Just, just, yeah. Make make it simple. Yeah. Uh, okay,
0: Winfield, what's your second choice?
2: Uh, my uh, second choice is just um, Gmail and a decade uh, of like of kickball memories stored in just Gmail conversations and GChat, and this like kind of archive of something that um, I can get back to at any time and just look for and search and find instantly without having to like pull my hair out. Um, I first signed up for Gmail in 2004, like right when it was first started, I had to get like invited to it by somebody else, which was very strange to think of. It was like this, not private, but it felt very um, uh, exclusive, even though everybody has it or had it or whatever. But by the time 2005 rolled along and I started playing, Um, kickball. And shortly after, um, this thing just dominated my life for like a decade. Everything was, everything through kickball was like run through it. Um, Conversations were had nonstop throughout the day with everybody through like Gchat for like 10 years straight until things started getting like slowly migrated into like conversations that were happening on um, Facebook. And then Facebook became the as horrible as it is now. And um, it's weird how Gmail was this thing that was so dominant in email or personal email was so dominant for so long and I'm barely on it now. Yeah. It is a thing that like used to be the first thing that I logged into every day and just would just start talking about just chatting with my friends through the, the chat client or like mm-hmm. emailing some sort of kickball business or emailing about, a kickball game or some sort of rules discussion or some sort of like board of directors nonsense and then all of a sudden it just kind of like it just dried up and like this i don't know i i wonder if the people at gmail just started noticing that happening as like facebook kind of uh facebook group started um taking over as like this focal point where people just spent all their time i wonder if there's going to be a Uh, kind of a a switch back at some point
0: yeah so was it social media that killed that functionality of email email that you weren't looking for that message from that person because of social media
2: is that what it is maybe maybe i mean i it's funny because it's i think it's there's like, you know, there's two aspects of social media. There's the things where you're like connecting with people that you normally wouldn't talk to and you're like reading news and finding about current events. And then there's like the Facebook world where you're just kind of looking at other people's pictures and talking to them in different avenues that way publicly. But like Gmail, at least, had some, you know, some aspect of it still was a private conversation. Yeah, And I think that might be the thing that, at some point, everyone just started being public with all of these conversations, and it was still like, um, maybe that's what is, um, yeah, precious you know to what? me a, a little bit, something like that.
0: One thing I think might have not have been about um, application, but location. When everything was all of a sudden on your iPhone, uh, you know, for me, Messenger, text, even the the iOS. I'm I'm an iOS user. Even the interface of iOS removes the chrome of associated with the application with it. Mm. So, like yes, you can get almost almost everything now just looks like a blank field where you can just type in something. So whether you're talking to me on Facebook or Messenger or email, it all kind of starts to look the same. So I wonder if that was the if the thing is uh, is it less about sitting down at your PC and and actually kind of viewing it. That's
2: that that probably feels pretty accurate. I think I think Gmail was very effective and special in a way because of like how it threaded emails. Like mm-hmm. it wasn't just you got a single email that popped up and all of a sudden you had to keep a hundred emails. It's like okay, here's this one thing that has this full day's conversation or whatever it was. Or GChat was like that in the same way. You know, it it turned all email into a a big you know one long chat, one long text threads almost. Mm-hmm. It was easy to just scroll back through the one thing. But yeah, I you know, I can't I can't remember the last time I just opened Gmail to on my phone to send an email. It just doesn't yeah. happen anymore.
0: Yeah, for me, um, Gmail does a pretty good job of this, but for me it's uh, kind of like looking for a letter. Like if, if if I was to look for the only time I look through the mail for personal correspondence is around Holiday, like, or like my birthday, or something. That's about the only time I think somebody's going to send something with my name on it, other than a bill that I have to care about. Um, and man, email is like that now. Just like, yeah, if I want to, if I want a bed, bath, and beyond coupon, that's where I'm going to go. But, uh, I'm not, I'm not there. I mean, that's, I,
2: I think that's, yeah, I think that's the thing for like for, for now, Gmail remains this thing that. I'm so totally connected to as like this uh, this thing that just holds these past memories. Like, yeah. you know, I could look up the number of times that um, I use the word dumbass and find out or, you know, whatever it was, or, you know, and usually it's in a conversation with um, I don't know how many, God, Richard, we talked daily, multiple times a day, just G chat. That's, uh,
1: that's that's, that's sort of the, uh, the, the, uh... So part of the input, the, uh, the reason that the show came to be was because every once in a while you would just say, hey, who's who's on the Mount Rushmore of kickball players who play in jeans? Sure. And we would, or whatever <laughs> it would happen to be. That's and uh, we kind of just got the idea based off of that, like, yeah. hey, we do this a lot. It's kind of fun. Maybe other people would like to hear it too. And yeah, yeah we, we you know, like you said, Michael, it's still great that or even our pizza club stuff. Yeah. Where we can go through and I can say, hey, what's the name of that pizza place that we went to that one time where you know, Scott Jones got mad and went to the back to try and figure out what was going on because the pizza was taking too long? And invariably we can find yeah. it because it's now this repository of past information. Yeah. Oh, that's so funny.
0: <laughs> oh, 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 oh. <laughs> oh dear John. Thanks. Thank you for your message, Hillary. And I had a t- great time at the launch. We are very proud of you and the entire crew and a little jealous. We can't wait for you to get home so we can have a first-hand report. Meanwhile, back on earth, we're having a lot of fun with your adventure. At a camp rally in Queens, I asked an 83 year old woman what she thought of your trip. She replied that it seemed like a perfectly fine thing for a young man like you to do. I hope your last few hours go well. Give my best to the rest of the crew. Sincerely, Bill Clinton. Oh, ah, ah. Hey, guys, what's going on? Hey, you, would you step out for a second, Jeff? Yeah, I just went to get a glass of water. It's tall, tall, refreshing glass of water. What's going Oh, my God. Nothing. Nothing, nothing? is happening.
1: Absolutely oh. nothing happened, Jeff.
0: Oh, you didn't just hear the first email sent by an American president? To and it was sent from a Toshiba satellite laptop borrowed from uh, somebody to John Glenn. Or was oh, that who, is that? Yeah. What it was? That was it. Yeah, the first email sent by a sitting president. Um, I guess that might have been the second one because this first email was a test um, <laughs> to see if the email even worked. But the first email was yeah was sent by Bill Clinton to hmm. John Glenn. Who was up in the space shuttle, or or something like that? Or the, yeah, I think he was orbiting in the space shuttle. Yeah, Isn't that nutty. That's wild. But even as far back as the Carter uh, presidential campaign, email was being used, but not by the president. And now we've got so. So here's the truth: is the president can absolutely say anything he wants, and it will be picked up by every possible communication platform right uh today now except for twitter not (laughs) anymore not not anymore (laughs) not only not these 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 being censored
2: (laughs) i love i I I love that people are constantly pointing out a quick aside that like he literally has a button that he could like he could walk into like the communications room and just talk to the country at any time yeah and has like you know, that thing where he could text everybody in the country with like his emergency tech system and still doesn't do it because all, all he cares about is like literally is Twitter and how many,
0: it's so all ridiculous. Of, yeah. Yeah. yeah, I just think that's so funny. And, and then it made me think, what if every tweet Trump had sent out had been an email? Uh, then <laughs> we could have just put him on like, go straight to spam. Like we could have done that so long ago it would have been so amazingly awesome okay dudes we are at a halftime and we're gonna uh, invite our audience to send us a message electronically it's not an email but it's uh, your presence at our Facebook, Twitter and Instagram sites and your communication, the subject line would be um, hey, your your podcast is awesome I want to subscribe to it uh, and I want to tell all my friends about it and I want you to talk about this topic that i had in mind or the message could be hey i want to be a guest yeah. on your podcast because it's so awesome so yeah so we would love to uh, be electronically communicated to you through those mediums and then you could also do us a solid go back and download rate and review 249 other
2: <laughs> podcast episodes it'd be it's, this is your project for this year to go down, to- print, yeah. print them all out put them in order name your, your favorite your favorite <laughs> 250 <laughs> episodes yeah
0: uh, wow. That would be amazing to go back and do that. I can't believe like Mark Marin has like 3000 episodes or something like that. That's, that's nutty. That's nutty. Um,
1: okay. Yeah. So, Hey, we're back in Manfredi. What's your third? My third choice is, uh, trying to get the tone right in an email, oh, especially wow. in the greetings and farewells. Uh, uh-huh. um, you know, it's, it's one thing when it's like, you know, your boss directly, and you, yeah. somewhere or a coworker that you work with for a long time, and you can just say, "Hey, Tom." Da 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 da. Thanks, Richard. Mm-hmm. But it's another thing when you're emailing somebody you don't know. And how do you start the email? Do you go, "Dear," their first name? Well, yeah. do you know them well enough to use their first name? Do you not? I mean, it's very. Mm-hmm. It's a holdover from, I guess, the days of writing letters, but. I think the difference is that writing a letter was more of a formal process anyway.
2: Mm-hmm, so yes.
1: using a dear sir or madam, dear Mr, dear Mrs, whatever yeah. it happened to be, uh, that, that was more acceptable, but an email is less formal. So
2: mm-hmm.
1: how, do you, you know, how do you address somebody, especially if it's somebody who maybe is a superior to you or somebody who's, who you don't know, and maybe it's your first time emailing them do you have to do a Mr. M- dear, mis- Mr. Dear, Mrs. M- what if their first name is Chris? You don't know if that's a male or a female name. Mm-hmm. You may not know exactly who you're addressing.
2: Yeah.
1: And the same thing goes with the end too. You know, thanks seems very informal.
2: Oh, You got to, um, you got to slap regards on there.
1: Regards seems very <laughs> formal. I tend to go with best or best regards. Mm well best mm-hmm. regards holy moly yeah so that's only that's only for uh, for experienced emailers yeah All but getting that tone yeah just it, it's just it just getting it right it can be feel like such an ordeal huh. yeah i think also it is
0: uh determines it changes depending on whether you are indeed a nigerian spam scammer too because at that point you which have I to am. start it which you are you
2: have to start an email. Uh, val- salutations of the right. day. <laughs> well, we we can we can start folding that into my third pick, which is the Nigerian uh, phishing scam.
0: right. Okay. Awesome. Good. Okay. Perfect. Well, I do want to say um, but, uh, the, uh, the 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 pr- the the idea that letters letter writing or somehow was kind of invigorator that people have this pattern of letter writing as being an influence on email which is kind of hilarious because if somebody sent me a letter like if i went to the mailbox and opened up a letter that said hey jeff what's up that would freak my <laughs> shit out if that's all it was i would lose my mind i would wonder if the guy was out there with a, with a sniper rifle ready to take me out so you sorry did-
2: no, no, that's okay. Do you think uh, there are like way too cool, um, like you know, fictional characters that write emails in their own tone? Like, does like Michelangelo from the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles write an email as if, like, dude? Does he end it with cowabunga, or does <laughs> <laughs> just is he sitting there? He's like, yes, yeah, every everything like, um, hey, Shredder, bro. <laughs> uh, what's <laughs> what's the deal stop trying to hash our vibe man i wonder if like all these guys sincerely. who are like <laughs> yeah <laughs> sincerely spicoli sending an email uh <laughs> um I, I just wonder if that it's like if that was something that would even uh, come into their into their their world
0: mm-hmm. uh so the the spammer
2: yeah uh, well, i I thought that was a really first of all, I thought that was a really nice choice by Richard because it does um email is so strange in that it it is everything. It is formal, it's informal, it is official sometimes, it is um crazy. And like um the tone of like the Nigerian prince email phishing, i I always think of like, who is the person that actually has ever fallen for it? And then you yeah. read about how it it happens all the time. And just, I think it's, it, there's almost a sense of um, it's like the light. It's like the um, it's kind of like the, the lottery is like the people that are playing the lottery to think that they're generally going to win. They think that if they give, um, you know, money or information in advance, that something else is going to come back. I guess it's called the advanced fee scam, uh, officially, and mm. kind of this Nigerian prince aspect of it was, um, it kind of has some kind of racial undertones. But the idea that there's just like, uh there's this prince that just needs a little bit of money to get things started, then he can yeah. free up his twenty billion dollars that he just wants to give away to you, yeah. and it's just like, I, I find it wild. I, I, I don't think, and maybe I have, and I just don't know what fallen for like an email scam but maybe I have it seems I think that they all these email scams get to a point where they're just so obvious like there's no nuance to them it's all just like nonsense you know the one scam I think I might have fallen for was a Facebook scam
0: and having adopted a shelter pet as you did Michael or fostered one and then having supported his health by um uh, paying for some medical expenses and then asking your friends to help pay for some other medical expenses—that that was very real. That that happened in your yeah. life, but yeah, I gave money to somebody. She kept posting pictures of Koto, Koto the Wonder Dog, or something, and uh, you know, I sent her fifty bucks or something for this dog. She had these pictures, of this dog at different levels of his surgery, and I'll be damned if he didn't die after like uh, seeing the chapters unfold this dog passed within, I think, a month of the original post uh, asking for money for his surgery, asking for this, and then I think she just ran out of photos of this fake dog that either (laughs) (laughs) she found the photos online or I think she got to her last photo and said, well, shit, Uh, I guess I got to start over in another town with a new dog or something like that, but uh, I was also going to say the um, Richard, regarding your getting the tone right, I used to meet people via email in the corporate world and say, nice to e-meet you or nice to meet you electronically at least and then explain to them whatever agenda I had for the letter. I don't even say that. I don't qualify it anymore. I say nice to meet you because that's how I am I may never meet them in person ever. So there's never going to be a real life
2: IRL follow-up. So they may actually, Rich, uh, Jeff, they may actually be a Nigerian prince and you don't know. They might.
0: They might. They might. (laughs) So you were going to say there's, there could be even some kind of tones of, of kind of uh, racial politics or something involved in there.
2: Oh, sure. I mean, I move on from that. Yeah. Yeah. I I think that's just the thing that um, I don't know why. I'm not quite sure why that, uh, white Nigerian prince is the name that kind of stuck, why that was the one that seems like, I, I don't know how the uh, the fishing the scam people like fell right. into there this is S-bar the place, algorithm. this is the country. It's, hmm.
0: it's real. There's a real, it's a real industry in the real place. And it's really there from what I've learned. It's, it's, it's comes from there because it's real and it's a cottage hmm. industry within the certain region or was a decade ago when it kind of originated. Like I think spam actually comes from certain, <laughs> certain places where they're able to, They've kind of specialized in cloaking IP addresses or something like that. But sorry, you're about to move on from that to another point.
2: That's okay. Oh, that sounds- um, now, of, of course, I've, I've, I've lost it, but that's yeah. all right. Um, yeah, I, uh, I think that, that email um, or just the phishing aspect and, and uh, email scams are these things that are just, uh, having grown up within it, a little bit, I'm, you know, I'm, I feel pretty wary, I like, you know, the, 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 computer does so much work for you of just filtering out spam, that nothing really gets through at this point. Um, but I can't imagine that, or I don't really remember what the time was when like, all you had to do was like sit there and question, oh god, should I open this up? I've kind of trained myself to not open anything up <laughs> yeah. until I, yeah. I really 100% know who, who sent it to me and um, why. Mm-hmm. But that also goes to show I don't use email, personal email much anymore.
0: Yeah, that's an interesting thing. With a, with a letter, You, I, it seems like with mail, I've learned to quickly determine from looking at the envelope is it from an actual friend of mine? Is it somebody pretending to be somebody I know? Right. Uh, there are some things that you can kind of, you know, your, your, uh, your real credit card, when they send you a new one, is going to come in an envelope that looks a hell of a lot like those other offers of other credit cards. And how do you how do you determine which one you open and which one you ignore and filter out? And I think that's threaded into people's inability to, um, to determine what's true in the in, on the web and in social media and like every other confidence game, there's people preying on people's desire for something to be true. They want, they yeah. want the, the grandma to have actually slammed on the goal or <laughs> they, they want these, <laughs> they want, uh, elections that did, didn't go in their favor to be, to be, uh, mm. um, fraudulent. So it's, it's, it's amazing the confidence game and how it's evolved into electronic
1: realms okay all right all right uh manfredi what's the final one all right so you've written your email and you know this is an important email it's going out to your boss's boss and their boss and all these other people who are are, are certainly higher up in the food chain than you are and it's time to hit send okay hit send hold on a second let me read this one more time okay looks good wait a second should i hit send it's that moment of panic that you have yeah. the the act of actually hitting the send button when you realize as we talked about once it's out there it's out there and so it's all of the things that we talked about getting the tone right um, you know making sure that it's there's no typos and errors on it and it can be it can it can induce panic in some people, myself included. I actually had a, had to talk to my therapist about this because oh. I was having such a hard time. I would it would take me ten minutes to send an email because I'd have to reread it seven or eight times before I felt confident enough that I'd gotten everything right and wasn't going to make an ass of myself when I sent it because there was some typo or uh-huh. something weird in it. So yeah, that's my fourth one uh what have been the repercussions in the past oh i don't know i mean uh-huh. I, I think it's it's it i think it's more a, a a psychological thing than anything else i don't know that it's really based on i have yeah. screwed up in the past i think it's just this idea that you could do you think this this
0: is a um an offshoot of your journalistic background too it's it's it's, it's writing it's professional communication that's going out and it's also, it's telling story about the author.
1: Right. But, and I think yeah. it's, yeah. And I think it's part of, it's part partially probably because what I do is marketing now. And so mm-hmm. why my, my, my strength in theory should be my writing to your point. Yeah. Yeah. So if I screw something up in something that's written, there's a little bit of, Hmm, mm-hmm. what's going on here. So maybe it does add a little bit of pressure, but I know I've talked to several. I talked to several people about this, and this is a very common form. Something that can very commonly cause, you know, I think everyone at some point has had an, an important email they needed to send, and just hesitated a little bit before they click the button.
2: Yeah, yeah. I think I think too there is an aspect of like I've never been in charge of anybody. I've never been a boss. I've always been like an. Uh, I hate to use the word underling, but like, I've never had, you know, I'm not in the, the C-suite um, and people in different positions definitely read and write emails so differently. Like I'm like you, Richard, where I will write an email and reread it and make sure that I've covered any sort of possible question that could come up. I, I feel like I've, I have, to, I've answered their question, but I've also provided like the evidence of, what had happened. Usually it's like a long email is because something got screwed up somewhere along the line. And I'm just kind of making sure that everything is understood why this didn't get delivered or what, you know, X, Y, and Z. And then um, it depends on who you send it to. If they are a VP of whatever, they don't read the email. They read like the top line answer because they don't have time. And then they write back and it's just like, okay. And then you're just like you've spent an hour trying to figure out what to say to this person and what to respond to whatever question and then they're like a one word reply and it's like yes. And you're like, Oh, come on. I, I, I did all that work <laughs> to get this back to be like to get um, sure as like the response you're like, yeah. whatever.
0: We get, I get sounds good all the time. And it's, it's <laughs> I wanted a yes or no, you know, it's not having a yes or no, it's just sounds good. Uh, okay, great. Okay. That's great. You know, Richard, is okay, one great. thing. you also do a really good job of for anybody who's been a victim of our marketing and posts for uh, the, when new podcasts <laughs> drop is writing through the machine, adding a ghost into the machine, giving it some kind of breath of life versus just this kind of like um, almost like something that a a paralegal would <laughs> would would put together. And I think that's that's a, a real challenge too, is just giving it some some mojo to it, you know. So it just feels like something somebody's communicated to in a humane way. <laughs> right. Not not that it's um, you know, there's gotta be literature, but man, you know, if, some, some of these people like you haven't met your, you haven't met your coworkers yet. You want them to know that you're a, you're a decent guy.
1: That so, I'm not a, not an idiot. Yeah, yeah, got...
0: yeah. Uh, one thing I've noticed is that you can send on an email asking people for two or three deliverables or one deliverable and you will get nothing from that person. But if you say attached is blank and you don't put the attachment, you will get an email right back from the busiest person (laughs) in the world. You didn't put the attachment on! I I, I don't see an attachment. Oops! Oh, you're down for shaming me, but not answering any of the questions that I have. That's so funny. Instantly. Instantly. Uh, Your final choice, Michael Winfield.
2: Oh, my final choice is... uh, the series of uh, – this is going to be very dated. I guess a lot of my stuff has been very dated. All of it's living in the past. But the series of, like, fake email inboxes that Grantland used to write back in, like, 2012, 2013, that would be, like, the email box of, like, LeBron James or the email inbox of um, of Roger Goodell or uh, the uh, any sort of, like uh, – public uh you know sports figure uh fake email box that had like it looked like gmail and maybe that's why i love it so much um with all the threaded uh conversations or that would have like the uh g chats that um they were all crafted in such they were all done in such a great way with like uh little hidden search boxes um for like kind of uh related things um uh, to that character's personality, and just the idea that that all of these um, famous celebrities are all talking to each other, that they all have this um, mm-hmm. this wonderful like <laughs> like email life of just nonsense, and it felt one me feel somewhat connected to um, uh, these people in that way. Just every day was like this, just this these long email conversations, but just that they were just so expertly written and crafted whether it was one for like LeBron James or um I don't know and it it just I I find them very delightful and very like specific to a time and era that I I think I think this has been a a very nostalgic episode for me because just because of how um how I spent (laughs) I spent that time Mm
0: -hmm. wow that's that's really fascinating that I've never heard of Grantland so now I'm just clicking
2: on and Is it it a sports blog? Is it
0: kind of what it is? Um, Magazine?
2: Um, Yeah, it was a. a, There's a uh, a writer named. I guess he used to be a writer named Bill Simmons, who's very famous in like the podcast world now. And he had like a website through ESPN called Grantland, and I can't quite remember why it was called Grantland, but it's now defunct because he and Mm -hmm. he and um, uh, ESPN. Uh, broke up a number of years ago and he went off to do his own website called The Ringer but Grantland was like he'd bring in a lot of uh, great writers and um, they'd have a lot of just like sports content but also um, did they also Richard do you remember did they also do kind of lifestyle stuff too or was it mostly just sports
1: no they did remember Stephen Haydn
2: with all of his insufferable music takes yes okay I couldn't remember if he was on Grantland too but yeah he was Grantland um basically it was just like i wouldn't quite call it it wasn't blogs but they were just like you know written pieces and um funny things like like it's basically like the proto the ringer is now um pop culture takes i guess Mm -hmm. and um but yeah these were these were these things that i think that were just so well so well done and i think that they they really captured a moment for that whoever that was on that sp- specific, um, time frame or year or month and just reading through them, go look for like the fake e- inboxes for, um, in Grantland, you'll, you'll find some really, yeah. really great things.
0: Cool. Well, that's a fun yeah. choice. Uh, you know, that fake email made me nostalgic for something that has, uh, come back a little bit in uh, fits and starts, but the, uh, Homestarrunner.com and this SB emails, the strong bad emails that uh, were a favorite of mine for, for quite some time. So um, those are always kind of hilarious. Yeah. Uh, okay. Okay, dudes. So, uh, wow, this has been Michael, so much nostalgia, so much emotion coming through there. Uh, you know, I'm going to do something unprecedented. Richard, you and I exist so much in this corporate world we're corporate guys um and i think we have to work as kind of people who represent ourselves with uh corporate type of writing M- michael i know you do that too
2: um yeah, not, that uh, much, I, I, yeah, not that much but i not that much thanks for the bone okay guess what
0: guess what um for the 258th episode 250th episode it's going to go down in history As a sweep, a Winfield sweep, a Winfield sweep. I hate to, uh, Richard, I love you.
1: I'm writing an angry email right now. (laughs) Strongly worded. Strongly worded. I don't know who I'm sending it to I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna send it to everybody. And then call us all afterwards. Hey, did you get the email? Yes. Um,
0: Mount Rushmore is gonna be a Winfield sweep. Um, It's gonna be because you got the movies, uh, Gaff, the Gaff Squad. The Kenite gas squad, um, taking Ethan hunt to task, um, for using a bogus user interface in mission impossible, the Gmail, of so nostalgic, the personal nostalgia of looking back on your, uh, all the years you wasted in kickball (laughs) and it's chronicled in your Gmail and then going global and cultural, um, with the uh, originations of some uh, kind of scams coming from email and then literary with the Grantland stories that, that give us some insight or fake insight, at least into how celebrities email. So Winfield sweep. All right. I, I just want you I guys to know I I'm have actually to accept it. It's not going to be two and two every time this year. It's going to be different. It's going to be different. This is going to be a different next 250 episodes.
2: Strap in, Michael.
1: <laughs> yeah.
2: Hey, your I, 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 I'm I'm riding a, a ten point high over you right now, so uh,
1: <laughs> I feel pretty and, good. And in- you're Inver-
2: insurmountable. And you won last season. I w- should congratulate you for that. Uh pulled
1: away late. It was tied with like three episodes to go, and I think you made
2: a uh late push uh, So you're on you're on a hot streak right now. Wow. I had a, a big, a big um three-pointer from from the wing to and i was fouled and um the refs had money on me basically yeah
0: right i think (laughs) richard your only problem is that i can relate to you that's that's the downfall. oh i can fix that i can make myself (laughs) less relatable that's not a (laughs) problem (laughs) all right this has been the mount rushmore of email our 250th episode if you've been a uh a supporter of the podcast this far we thank you if you're a new person to this podcast we invite you to stay with us and uh we would love to share some time with you and hopefully talk about something you're interested in this has been the mount rushmore of uh email
1: as always i'm Jeff. i'm richard i'm michael Ooh.